Welcome to Simple Truth, the teaching ministry of Pastor Eddie Turner and Family Worship Center in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Through the practical and simple explanation of God's Word, Pastor Eddie has taught the Word of God to thousands of people around the world. The following message is from a recent service at Family Worship Center in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Let's join Pastor Eddie as he shares simple truths from God's Word. Proverbs chapter 21, verse number 5. Proverbs chapter 21, verse number 5. We're so glad you're here this morning. I've got uh, 30 minutes, so let's dig right into it. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. Now let me read it from the New Living Translation. It says this, Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Today is the first day of a new year. 2017. And at the beginning of each new year, there is a familiar verse that always comes to mind as we begin every new year. In fact, you'll probably hear it the next few weeks more than you've heard it any other time during the year. And it's Philippians chapter 3. Turn over to Philippians chapter 3, verse number 10. Philippians chapter 3, verse number 10 says this, The Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul is talking to the Christians at Philippi, and this is what he says to them. Paul says this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He says, I want to know Christ. I want to know Him. And experience the mighty power that raised Him from the dead. You know you can experience the power of God. We can. It's available. It's a promise. Available to every one of us children to experience His power. But you've got to desire it. You must pursue it. Paul said it. I want to know Him and I want to experience the mighty power that raised Him from the dead. I want to suffer with Him. Now everybody wants the power. Nobody wants the suffering. All right? You be a pastor for a little while and you'll get a little bit of the suffering. But you'll get it on Facebook. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it's to, to suffer with Christ is just as important as to enjoy the power with Christ. I want to suffer with Him, sharing in His death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Verse 12, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Now look at verse 13. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I have focused on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. How I wish we could latch on to that last phrase for 2017. How I wish it would become your mantra for 2017. But I focus on this one thing. What, Paul? What, Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit inspired him to say this. What do you want me to focus on, Holy Spirit, in 2017? Forgetting the past? 
and looking forward to what lies ahead. Have you ever noticed that most of us do the opposite? We get stuck. Most of us get tempted to get stuck remembering our painful past, which prohibits us from moving ahead. Yet the Bible says one thing we need to focus on as we begin our new year is forgetting our past so that we can move ahead. Each year as we start a new year, it always resounds in my thinking and in my heart two profound truths. Simple but profound. Number one, I can't go back and redo one moment from 2016. You can't go back and redo one moment. There are things that I said that I wished I could get back in my mouth. How many of you have said something and as it left your mouth, you were thinking, come back. Come back. And it's gone. It's out there. It's irretrievable. It's like the internet. It's in some secret society out there that revolves around the cosmos. Our words are out there. And there are things that I've said that I wished I would not have said, but they are irretrievable. I can't undo what I said. There are a few things that I have done. There are a few things that I've done. I wished I could get a do-over. I wished I could get a mulligan, as they say in God. But I can't. I wish it. I can lay awake at night praying for it, hoping for it. I can't go back and redo one thing that I did in 2000. There are some things that I wished I would have done. I sure wished I had invested in some stocks that I see that have jumped up about 400%. If I could go back and do that, I'd give more. I tell the Lord that. Lord, if I could go back and do that, I'd give more to you. That doesn't impress him. Doesn't impress him. There's some things I wished I could have done that I did not do. That's impossible as well. So it's easy to see why the Apostle Paul said, I focus on one thing, forgetting the past, especially the painful past. Because other than learning from our past, there's nothing we can do about it. Other than learning from it. That's the first thing. The second thing is I realize this. My 2017 history has not been written yet. So today I have a choice in what my 2017 will look like. I can't do a thing about 2016 and you can't either. But you have a choice about what your 2017 will look like. But this one thing I do, I forget the past and look forward to what lies ahead. Looking forward to what lies ahead. So what lies ahead in your 2017? What's going to happen in your 2017? There are two plans already in place for your life in 2017. Whether you've planned anything or even thought about it. Well, Pastor, I'm just trying to get through day by day. It sounds good and it sounds humble, but it's really stupid. Because there's already two plans afoot in your life right now for 2017. God's plan is at work in your life. It's written in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse number 11. It says this, For I know the what? Everybody say plans. So God's got plans. For I know the plans I have for you. Get this, God's got a plan for you. For I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. They are what? Plans 
So God's got a plan. God's got a plan for you. I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord, in 2017. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. So you've already got a plan in place for your life. And if that was the only plan, that'd be wonderful. We wouldn't have to do anything. But that's not the only plan because Satan's got a plan for your life in 2017 also. It's found in John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Some Christians, some Christians, mistakenly believe that life is just a random set of events that occur and we have no choice in what happens. But nothing could be further from the truth. Life is not just a random set of events. Your 2017 is just not going to happen and you just got to live with it. God's got a plan for your good in 2017, but Satan's got a plan for your destruction in 2017. Now my question is, what's your plan? What's your plan? 1956, Doris Day. How many remember 1956? I don't remember. I was two years before I was born. <laughs> My wife was born in the 60s. She, she surely don't remember. 1956. So I read this. I don't remember it. I read about it. 1956, Doris Day and James Stewart made this movie. And in the movie, there was this song that Doris Day made possible. It goes like this. When I was a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Que sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Second verse, when I have children of my own, they ask their mother what they will be. Will they be handsome? Will I be rich? I tell them tenderly, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera. One more time. Que sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera. Isn't that a neat song? Totally wrong theologically. <laughs> As I was singing, I got it's one of those songs that gets stuck in your mind. Now all afternoon, some of you are going to be thinking, Taste a rock, whatever will be. That's a great song, but it's theologically wrong. It's not whatever will be, will be. 
And it's not the future's not ours to see. The Bible specifically tells us that God has a plan for our life. A plan in 2017 for good and blessing. But on the other hand, we must understand that Satan is a schemer and he has a plan for destruction for our life. That's why the word says in 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse number 8 says this. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking, looking. For someone to devour. There's two plans in place for my 2017. There's two plans in place for your 2017. Which plan will gain control of your life? Plan of blessing or plan of destruction? Both of them are in place. Both of them, whether you realize it or not, are underway right now. The pieces of the puzzle are being put together right now. For your blessing and for your destruction in 2017. Are we going to enjoy the good and hopeful plan of God? Or are we going to encounter the steal, kill, and destroy plan of Satan? Now the answer is very simple. The plan that will come to pass in your 2017 is totally dependent on our willingness to plan. Both plans are in place. Which one are we going to encounter? The blessing or the destruction? One of the two are going to come to pass. Which one are we going to, is going to gain control over our life? The answer is simple. It's totally dependent upon our willingness to plan. Your willingness to take a moment and plan your 2017. Let me prove it to you from Scripture. Listen to Proverbs 21.5 from the Message Translation. Careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. Hurry and scurry puts you further behind. Careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. Hurry and scurry puts you further behind. The New King James Version says, The plans of the diligent lead to plenty. But those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. Saints, listen to me this morning. A characteristic of a mature Christian is living life with an intentional plan. A characteristic of a mature Christian is living life with an intentional plan. Whereas immature Christians doesn't, don't take time to plan They don't take time to plan. Remember what it says. It says careful planning gets you ahead. Hurry and scurry gets you behind. That's what Jesus, that's what the Holy Spirit through the uh, Proverbs Solomon said. Planning will put you ahead. Hurry and scurry pulls you behind. A mature Christian lives life by an intentional plan. An immature Christian just let happens what happens. But it doesn't have to be what happens, what happens. Let me prove it to you that that's a uh, characteristic of immaturity. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Turn with me to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 14 says this. Ephesians 4, 14. That we be no longer, that we will no longer be immature. Everybody say immature. Immature. 
immature like children. Well, how do immature children, how are they? We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Notice a characteristic of immature Christians. And we're talking about people going to heaven. We're talking about people who love Jesus. But they're not mature in their walk with the Lord. Notice they're just blown around. Whatever. They don't have a plan. They don't have a plan. They do stuff at the last minute. Well, we'll just do this. Don't worry about it. We'll just do this. They have no plan. And they get further and further behind. And that's called immaturity in the walk of faith. So what... What does your 2017 look like? What are your plans for this coming year? What's your financial plan? What debt will you eliminate? How will you increase your net worth? What is your emergency plan if President-elect Trump doesn't save the world like some of you think he's going to do? What are you going to do if he doesn't? What are you going to do? What are you going to do if we have another downturn in the economy? What are we going to do if some natural disaster occurs and affects everything we know as normal today? What are you going to do financially? Have you thought about it? Do you have a plan? The Bible says if you plan correctly, it'll lead to plenty, but it... If you don't hurry, if you just hurry and scurry at the last moment, come up with something, it's going to make you get behind. What's your plan for your marriage? What is your plan to become closer to your spouse? Listen, if you don't have a plan, someone out there has noticed your spouse. And Satan is formulating a plan for them and their, their minds for your spouse. If you don't have a plan, you're go- it's like they tell us all the time, if you don't have a will, the government has a will for you. If you don't make a will for your life, the government has a will for your life. There's a plan for your family that Satan has out there to destroy your family if you don't have a plan. And if something happens that upsets your apple cart, they're going to default. Your family will default to Satan's plan instead of your plan because you have no plan. What about your plans for your spiritual health in 2017? And your spiritual development? Well, I hadn't thought about it. I I didn't give any thought. Well, listen, we're either growing or going in our spiritual journey. We're either growing in Christ or we're going away from His intimacy. We're either growing toward Him or we're growing away from Him. What are you planning on reading this year or doing this year that will increase your spiritual effectiveness? In 2017. What's your plans for your children's safety and development? Many of you have children. Many of you have grandchildren. How will you make sure they learn and grow spiritually, educationally, and socially during 2017? What is your plan to protect their impressionable minds and hearts from all the ungodliness they are surrounded with every single day? What's your plans to effectively use your talents and gifts in 2017. Do you have a plan to be better at what you do than you did in 2016? Hey, I've got a novel idea. How about increasing your effectiveness where you work? Well, I'm just trying to get by and get my paycheck. That's, not, that's an immature Christian. That's not a mature Christian. 
What is your plan to increase your effectiveness? The more effective you are, the better employee you become. The better employee you become, the more influence you have at work. The more influence you have, the more people will listen to you. The more they will listen to you, they will hear your, hear your testimony of what Jesus has done in your life. What is your plan? Do you have a plan to be better at what you do than you did in 2016? Or are you just floating along doing enough to stay off the radar? What's your plans to serve your church and your community in 2017? Well, I just don't have any, you know, Pastor hadn't thought about it, don't have any time. Well, listen, we have enough time to do what we really want to do. Come on, let's just, let's be big, let's put our big girl britches and our big boy britches on. Don't give me, I don't have time. You have enough time to do what we want to do. We do what we want to do. So you've got a plan. What is your plan to serve Christ? What is your plan to serve your church in 2017? Well, you know, I'm just, I'm getting older. I'm getting older. I'm getting older, pastor, so I'm just going to turn it over to other people. I'm going to turn it over to other people. Well, listen to Psalm 92. Listen to Psalm 92, verse number 12. But the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God, even in old age. Point to the person next to you and say, now that's talking about you. Even in old age. Bubba said, I ain't pointing to her and telling her that. Even in old age. Now look at this. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. (laughs) I like what the King James says. In old age, you will be fat and flourishing. I qualify. Hallelujah. You skinny people, y'all are not mature in Christ. You say, well, pastor, I'm getting older. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just getting older. I'll let the younger people. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says the mature child of God has a plan. Even though our age change, our plans must be in place to continue to produce for Jesus Christ and for our community and fellow man. <laughs> well, pastor, I haven't given it any thought. I've been so busy. I ain't, I ain't just trying to get through Christmas. I ain't given any thought. Remember, careful planning... Put you ahead, hurry and scurry, put you behind. And listen, Satan is already ahead of every one of us who hasn't taken the time to consider a plan for our 2017. Satan's already ahead of you. You say, Well, I ain't even thought about it until you brought it up this morning. I ain't even thought about it. You're already behind. He's already ahead of you because he's got a plan. He's got a plan and he's working. It's in, it is a spiritual imperative to live life with a plan. Why? Let me give you two reasons and we'll, we'll go eat. And become even more fat and flourishing. Number one, living life with a plan sets directions and priorities in our life. 
If you don't have a plan, you don't have any direction, you don't have any priorities. In 1977, at the age of 19, I left home on a Sunday morning at 7 a.m. I was 19 years of age in 1977. At 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning, I left home and drove 500 miles to go to college. I, I, were, I was going to a college I'd never seen. I'd never been to. Just got some pamphlets on it in the mail. I was following God's plan for my life. He said, go, and I went. I arrived about 10 hours later at my destination. And the only reason I arrived there was because I had a Rand McNally roadmap. I had no cell phone. Can you imagine my parents, what terrible parents they were, sending me off at 19 to drive 500 miles by myself to a place I'd never been without a cell phone. Can you imagine that? We used to do it all the time and didn't think anything about it. Call me when you get there and if you don't want to, I'll see you at Christmas. I mean, that's just the way it it was. And we didn't have a cell phone. But I had a Rand McNally map. And that Rand McNally map in 1977 took me through Memphis and all through those back roads of Arkansas. And I followed that map to a T. Because I had a plan. I had a priority. There was all kind of roads that said, go this way, go that way. But no, as long as I stayed on the map, as long as I stayed by the plan, I had priorities. And ten hours later, by following the plan on the map, I got to a place I'd never been to before, but where I was supposed to be. Today I use a GPS, and you do too. When I'm unfamiliar with my destination, I follow the plan that the GPS takes me. My 2017, your 2017, is going to be plagued with detours, delays, disruptions, distractions, and breakdowns all along your path for 2017. And if you don't have a plan, and if I don't have a plan, we will get off course and never reach our proper destination. We will simply end up somewhere. Well, listen, I don't mind being somewhere if my somewhere is where I'm supposed to be. I don't mind being somewhere if my somewhere is supposed to be. Over the years, I've met with dozens of individuals who have ended up somewhere. They've ended up somewhere. But they've lived their entire adult life knowing they were supposed to be somewhere else. Yeah, they're somewhere But you talk to them, they know, I knew I was supposed to do this. I knew I was supposed to live here. I knew I was supposed to go there. This was what I was supposed to do with my life. They got detoured because they didn't have priorities. They didn't have a plan. And they never got back on course. What is your plan for 2017? Well, I don't have a plan. Well, yet somebody does. You're going to default to the wrong one. What direction are you going? In 2017, what are my priorities for this year? A plan requires me to set priorities for my life. That's a characteristic of a mature Christian. There are many good things I can do, but only a few things can get me to my destination. Priorities keep me on the right path. 
In 2017, my finances are going to be. My family and my finances. My education. My health. In 2017, I'm going to serve in this area. I'm going to give myself. I'm not going to get distracted as much by these things. I'm not going to worry as much. In 2017, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Get a plan. Because plan sets priorities for your life. Number two, living life with a plan enables me to journey with the right people. Listen, if you're just hanging out, guess what? who you're going to hang out with? People who hang out. And people who hang out go nowhere. I find it interesting that vehicle accidents rarely occur when all vehicles are in the correct lane. Vehicle accidents rarely occur when all the vehicles are in the right, right lane and following profty, proper safety rules. Most accidents occur between two vehicles when somebody gets off course. When my life, when I live my life with an intentional God plan, my plan has a way of weeding out wrong way drivers, slow pokes, and hitchhikers. Do you hear me? And there's a bunch of hitchhikers out there who wants to... Grab a hold of your coattail and pull you back and pull you down. But when you live life with a plan, you have a way of weeding out those kind of people in your life. Let me give you one more verse and we'll go. Listen to this. Proverbs 26 verse 17. Proverbs chapter 26. You've got 29 up there, bud. Put up there Proverbs 26. I wanna, I'm going to give him a chance to put that up there because it's so important. That you hear this. Proverbs chapter 26, verse number 17. Interfering in someone else's argument is as foolish as yanking a dog's ears. Pull it up in the New King James Version. Can you pull it up in the New King James? Notice what it says. He who passes by and meddles in a quarrel not his own is like one who takes a dog by the ears. Now notice this. Notice what he said. He who passes by. You're on your journey in 2017. You're walking, you're walking life. You're, you're journeying in life. And in life, in 2017, there's going to be a bunch of drama that's going to try to call at you and say, come feed me. Come feed me. There's going to be friends that's going to want you to get involved in their drama. Come feed me. Come feed me. Come give me attention. Come help me. Take my offense. Take my offense. If you're a true friend, you will take my offense. The Bible says if you do that as you're on your journey in 2017, you're going to be like a person who grabs a dog by the ears. Let me tell you something. I've got a good police officer friend in the city. He's one of those dog handlers. I double dog dare you to go grab his German shepherd by the ear and twist it. I double dog dare you to do that and see if you have a hand left. 
You know what this scripture is saying? It's if you hook up with the wrong people, get involved in the wrong things in 2017, you will end up getting injured and hindered in your plan and destination for your life. See, if I have a plan, if I have priorities, then it helps me to choose those people who I'm going to journey with in 2017. Setting plans and priorities. Having a plan sets direction and priorities for my life. Having a plan helps me to journey in 2017 with the right people. Now there's one more verse I want to show you. It's Proverbs chapter 16, verse number 3. Notice what it says. Commit, we could say it this way, in 2017, commit your actions to the Lord and your what? Your plans will succeed. One translation says, commit your ways to the Lord. Commit your ways to the Lord and your plans will succeed. But there's a caveat to that. Your plans won't succeed if you don't have a plan. Notice he, the Lord here just assumes that you're mature and I'm a mature Christian and we're going to have a plan, a God plan for our life. And he says, once you have a plan... This is what I'm going to emphasize in my 2017. This is what I believe the Lord wants me to do in 2017. This is what I believe He wants me to head toward. This is my destination. This is what He wants me to accomplish. This is what He wants me to fill my life with in 2017. When you commit that to Him, Lord, this is what I'm going to do in 2017. This is my plan. This is, I believe, Your will for my life. Now I commit it to You. And the Bible says when you do that, He will then get involved with your plan and help your plan to succeed. But see, He's waiting for us. Most of us say this kind of stuff. Why don't anything I ever do come out right? Why don't anything I ever... I have the worst luck of anybody I know. Nothing goes right for me. That's not what the Scripture says. The Scripture says if you'll take the time to plan and then commit it to the Lord, He will then get involved in your journey and help your plans to succeed. Have you ever known, you ever seen some Christians, it seems like you hear this, well, they were just born with a golden spoon in their mouth. Have you ever thought it might be they've committed their plans to the Lord and the Lord is helping their plans to succeed? I'm going to tell you, 2017 can be the greatest, most fun year of your life. Or it can be a disaster. Both of them are ready for you. It's what are you going to plan. Thank you for listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Eddie Turner. Please join us at Family Worship Center, 3045 Memorial Boulevard, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, when you are in the Middle Tennessee area. You can also learn more about FWC at our website, www.familywc.com. Thank you again for listening to The Simple Truth.